Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. What's going on, everybody? Uh, I am not Pat. Uh, today, the inmate is in charge of the asylum. Uh, today, uh, it's me, BJ, and Eric. Attica, Attica, <laughs> Attica. Um, <laughs> so uh, we had a hell of a time trying to find people. We're doing a microsode today. We've had a hell of a time trying to find people. Uh, to do this episode with us, but we are doing a micro episode on w- the One Piece live action series that actually dropped just a week ago. So th- I think this is one of our top 10 most current um, topics uh, one time. I, th- I think we talked about Ahsoka on our last roundup, and Ahsoka was only like two or three episodes in. So... Um, but with that being, One Piece is a phenomenon. For those of you that don't know, I can't imagine anybody doesn't know that One Piece isn't a massive, massive beast of an IP. Um, the manga started in 1997. I was still in high school. Eric, where were you in 1997? I was in high school as well. Okay. Just a well, couple years ahead of you, that's oh. all. <laughs> So actually, was I in high school? I graduated 2002. I don't think I was in high school. No, you were not. No, my God. (laughs) I was in junior high, for those of you that ever went to a junior high. Junior highs don't exist anymore, I don't think. Um, A lot of places, high school's been folded into like, eighth grade has been folded into high schools or middle schools. So yeah, I was in junior high school, eighth grade, when the manga came out in Weekly Shonen Jump in 1997. Um, The anime came out in 1999 by Toy Animation. So, holy crap. And Ichira Oda is the creator and still very much in control because as of right now, the anime series is on is around episode 1078 i believe um <laughs> and the the manga's not too far ahead of it it's uh 
Next week, it'll be releasing 1,092. Wow. Almost two. Oh, wow. 1,092. Almost 1,200 chapters or 1,100 chapters. Jesus. Math. Math. Math in his heart. The math the math and wasn't math in my brain. So, and as of last week, <laughs> um, 2,000 and <laughs> what's that? It's uh, season one aired last weekend as of the recording of this microsode um oh my gosh 2023 so i can't imagine like i mean as one piece fans i'm i'm lumping you in as a one piece fanner um as one piece fans we are eating good um itra oda ha- is dominating the field i would say so um, i mean and for those of you that have no clear idea of what we're talking about, in a seafaring world, a young pirate captain sets out with his crew to attain the title of Pirate King and to discover the mythical treasure known as the One Piece. So, yes, come along with us on this really weird rabbit hole I almost want to make this kind of a mini series and see if we can't force Pat and Brian to watch this because I really, I really want to get Brian to at least read the manga or like watch the live action. I think, I think we could probably get him to watch the live action because it's only eight episodes, but asking anybody now start the manga or anime it's a pretty big ass i got some people in puerto rico there's a guy in puerto rico he has been reading the manga since he was he's 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 in his 20s he said he's been reading the manga since he was 10 years old and i was like jesus christ um but he's he's current on the manga uh he is currently he started the anime uh he found a website that posted the filler episodes because One Piece started when filler episodes were significantly more common, and animes they didn't pause for a season. So he uh, he found a, a website. There's websites that'll tell you the filler episodes, and there are websites that will t- that will tell you like which episodes to watch to, so you can follow more along the, the timeline of the manga versus the anime. Uh, and also, for the record, the the live action is not a remake of the anime it's a retelling of the manga story which is actually different so it's it's different in certain places it's just as violent as the manga so um i think to begin <laughs> this uh eric you want to just go we'll just go we'll do what we normally do but i think instead of wild conjecture as far as like the story goes we'll get into wild conjecture at the end on like what storylines do we think they're going to actually move forward and which characters do we think they'll actually have in season two? Um, because it is, it, it's definitely been greenlit for a season two and the script is written. The set pieces are ready. Uh, but we are also right in the middle of a massive writers and actor strike. And I want these actors to be paid. Yes. I, I absolutely need them to be paid buckets of money so um but yeah eric you want to go ahead and go with uh which what did you what did you like the most about it what did you like about the series um 
I think the kind of set design and just them not trying to over-explain the world, just plopping um, the viewer into it and saying, guess what? This is a crazy, fantastical world with people that do crazy things, and that's just it. Here we go. Um, it's not trying to be too realistic in any way. I know that that kind of... Uh, <laughs> been a downfall in other uh, adapted um, live action from animes. Um, so I appreciated that, that they're just able to be crazy and out there. Um, uh, I thought the cast was really good. Uh, I think uh, Luffy and Zoro are my favorite cast of the pirates uh so far um and buggy was great uh, buggy I, was fantastic i absolutely loved Buggy. honestly i loved buggy buggy like from his introduction and they and the, like they did a really good job of that panel where he's just sitting in the chair musing to himself at like when they first inter- introduction i love 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 buggy the the, cl- the clown fuckers are uh are, are definitely eating well as well because the amount of tiktoks i've seen of like they'll they'll show a couple of his scenes and there's like this there's somebody just sitting after the scene like i've never watched one piece this this one guy's like never watched one piece i never wanted to watch one piece but this fucker right here <laughs> He's like this asshole clown man here. <laughs> but, but that's awesome. I yeah, I really like Buggy too. Um I and this may get into more wild conjecture, but I hope they don't try to because of his popularity, I hope they don't try to squeeze him into places that he's not supposed to be. Uh, because um, towards the end of the series when they were just uh, carrying his head around in a bag uh, it's been a long time since I've read Arlong Park or watched those anime episodes but I don't remember that being a plot point yeah no that actually that in fact was a change so they they changed they, they added Buggy in a little more uh, with having Arlong um, track down Buggy to track down Nami and Luffy, they did add that part in with him being a little bit more involved with the the East Blue plot. Um, yeah, that that was I didn't hate it um, because they actually didn't introduce a lot of introduce a lot of uh, Buggy's crew either. The Kabaj Kabaji was there, uh, the mm-hmm. unicycle guy. Um, uh, they didn't show Richie the lion and, uh, his trainer was there, but only for a quick second. And I know you, with Buggy, his first mate is Kabaji and his second mate is the animal trainer. And I guess Richie eventually, I think Richie the lion actually takes over as like second mate. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, that was, you're, you're right that you are 100% that, that is, uh, that is a change. 
So what are the things that you really enjoyed about the series? So for me, actually, so for me, it is the changes. So there's a handful. um, So for those of you that haven't read the manga, every chapter starts with a cover story. Um, The cover story follows side characters and it usually runs either parallel to the current plot or it takes place after the current arc, like the current arc ends. So for example, we got all of Kobe and Helmeppo's cover story parallel to Luffy's. Cause in the cut, so whereas Garp was never introduced in the main story, um, they had the cover story with Helmeppo and Kobe follow like, you know, traveling with Garp, um, parallel to Luffy's story. So where, where that story intersects in Luffy's story, like with Garp actually going to, um, uh, with Garp actually going to, um, Baratier, but Baratier actually got in Garp going to Baratier syrup village and Coco village, uh, Nami's home. Those three, those three scenes weren't super added in, but like he went to those villages, they, I know there was an actual filler arc where they showed the they did the all of Kobe's cover story in the anime with him, and he didn't know he didn't know who Garp was like while he was there, like first training with him. So I really liked that because to me that intersects the story in a way where it makes because Kobe and Luffy are supposed to be parallel in the anime and the manga. Kobe's supposed to be developing around the same rate as Luffy. He's not as strong as Luffy, but he's he's training and developing almost at the same rate as Luffy and developing himself as a Marine soldier at the same time. So it makes more sense, especially if you're telling it in the medium you're currently telling it in. And to get a scope of how, just how big the, because you've got the four oceans, to give a scope of how close these islands are together you know, Garp's on a big ass ship. Luffy's on a dinghy for like half of the season before he actually gets his ship. So it's, it, I, I really like that. I like that. Um, so yeah, all of the all of the additions that Oda signed off on. So introducing Garp early as Luffy's grandfather because that didn't happen till way later in the story. Um, mentioning Jinbei, um, who also doesn't pop up way later in the story. Jinbei wasn't really mentioned. Um, at all because the warlords weren't even really much of a th- they were a thing but uh, Oda didn't have a plan for them so them go ahead and solidifying that the warlords are an actual thing that the government sanctioned pirates are an actual thing this early builds it just enough and that's the thing I love is that they still kept the story really small they kept it very it felt very condensed there's a whole world out there. You're aware there's a whole world out there, but they did a really good job of revealing extra stuff without expect. Cause there are, there was a point, I think, the, I think it's not till the, till the Baroque, uh, like the Baroque works uh, storyline and everything that I didn't even have a concept when I was first reading the manga and watching the anime, like, Oh damn, this is a world. Like, this isn't like, like, this is this it is an epic story in the its truest form like the movies and stuff it's just an adventure that happens on the high seas um which brings me to the other thing that i absolutely adored not just the set pieces but the way the world like they're in the caribbean 
they're in the Caribbean. They're like, cause, cause all the characters in the manga Oda mentioned, they're not all Japanese. Like most people assume most anime characters and manga characters are Japanese because a lot of the story centers either in Japan or in a Japan like society. Luffy is supposed to be, I believe Brazilian. Uh, they, they definitely made, is it Inaki? Um, yeah, Inaki, Inaki Godoy. Um, he, uh, I think he's, he's, uh, they're definitely, he's definitely playing Luffy like he's Brazilian, especially like the way he talks and everything. So I love that. I love that they actually got a real, they got, um, cause Zoro's supposed to be Japanese. So Makin, Makin Yu, uh, who plays Rono Azoro is an actual Japanese actor. His father was a big time, like martial arts, uh, actor. Um, Nami, which is the weird one of the group because Nami is supposed to be Swedish. I don't know hmm. anything about, I don't know. Any- or- orange hair is very popular in Sweden. It, is it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, or tangerines. I, I have, I have a coworker and a friend who is, she is like off the boat. So like she speaks Swedish and everything. She likes citrus. So <laughs> that's the only thing I have to go on. Um, so Nami, Nami, who's played by Emily Rudd, um, she she plays her more American, which is fine. Um, so and then you've got Usopp, who was apparently always coded. He was, I believe, he was meant to be um, either Haitian or um, from like South Africa or something. Um, so yeah, I, honestly, and I'm uh, like, I don't know how I feel because J- Jacob Romero, who plays Usopp, is like weirdly handsome. Like, like every <laughs> honestly, let's be clear, everybody on the show is beyond handsome. I just saw a picture of Craig Fairbass, who plays Chef Zeff. I need my Men of One Piece calendar. <laughs> Yesterday, I've been talking about this online. <laughs> <laughs> since the show started because goddamn is every actor every actress every actor is just beyond adorable and handsome in this fucking show Tass Skyler who plays Sanji where I don't even understand <laughs> like he is absolutely gorgeous also to shout out to the uh to the to the to the alphabet mafia uh, McKinley Belcher the third who plays Arlong um openly gay and Morgan Davies, openly trans actor. So, like, shout out, shout out to the culture. But you got Peter Peter Kadoit who plays Shanks. She like, I don't understand it. Like, <laughs> everybody looks so good. But I also uh, beyond appreciate that there there's a lot of melanin in this show. There's an exceptional amount of melanin in this show, which brings that's like my third or fourth thing I absolutely love. Holy crap! Like. Character like even background characters like Yasop, who's Usopp's father, who's part of Shanks' crew. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, uh, his first mate, Shanks' first mate, the guy who's always carrying around a turkey leg in the anime. He's oh, Lucky. Uh, is it just Rue? Rue, yeah, Lucky Rue. I think he's actually Shanks's cook. So with the last name like Rue, I feel like he has to be. So like, yeah, I mean, the casting was not only was beyond out of this world. And a lot of the people were unknowns except for Buggy. I know Inaki was uh, in the Imperfects, 
Uh, he was in a movie called Mex Zombies. And uh, a, a telenovela series called La Quiera del Centuardo. Um, that's it. He's only been in like four things. Um, and yeah, I mean, the the one that's probably got the biggest is uh, Makinu. He has got like a laundry list, but he, he was in the Final Alchemist uh, live action movies. Um, he was in the Ruini Kenshin uh, live action movie, uh, the, the Tokyo. So he's been, he is no stranger to live action anime series and live action anime movies. He was in the, apparently the terrible Knights of the Zodiac um, live action movie. So he's, yeah. So he, he's probably, I want to say, honestly, he's probably the biggest, like, because I know he, he was super well received in Japan that he was hired. Um, but Emily Rudd also only has four things. Uh, she was in the Fear Street Part 2. Um, and then you've got Vincent Reagan, fucking Garp, who I'm just absolutely ungodly obsessed with. I love his pupphood. <laughs> I love his pupphood. I love, <laughs> I'm like, sorry, Garp his is pup. pup-hood. It, 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 you can't tell me it's not. Uh, you can't. Um, but that is a motif in the Marines slight. And I don't really want to call it a spoiler, but slight spoiler. That is the thing that like all the Marines kind of have an animal um, link to them. Cause you've got the one um, Marine that's taking mud that's on the take. That's uh, <laughs> Nezumi, uh, which he's got the mouse, him and his, uh, he's got the mouse ears on his hat. Maybe the, actually, no, maybe the military is just a bunch of furries. Um, Cause uh, some of the admiral, one of the admirals is called like Yellow Monkey or something is what his code name is. So they're all fur- the Marines are canonically furries in One Piece. That is what I'm calling them from now on. Um, but no, I I loved it. I lo- it was it was so good. Um, it, you can tell there was a ton of love put into it. Um, and just well, yeah, Oda Oda was very involved in every aspect of the. A live action yeah which which has been why uh there's been more breaks in the manga from chapter to chapter yes uh, yeah yeah i was i was i was noticing that not too long ago um but yeah so it's it's what's super interesting to me is that a lot of people have been like why does this work and i think it works because it is a more the story itself is meant to be in a world with different people. It's not, it's not, it's not a centralized story. And when you're adapting something to give to the world, you have a choice of either compressing it and turning it more into what it was, or you, you, I, I feel like Oda Oda struck gold in the fact that all the characters are supposed to represent different parts of our world, even though they're in a different world. Sanji's French, like his attacks in the anime and the manga, and he, I, I love the fact he did the mutton shot. Um, but he's French, like his attacks have French names. He does. He likes French cooking, you know. So it 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 it, it helps. It helps you when you want to adapt the story for a worldwide audience. You can put characters in there that look like them. That being said, slight spoiler alert, Frankie 
Frankie is the member of the crew that represents America. He's a cyborg that runs off cola. And he has Johnny Bravo hair for the first half of the series. And he's a, and he wears a Speedo and a Hawaiian shirt. And that's all he wears. And I like... Of course. Of course he runs off cola. I can't, like... So, and he's a gangster at one point, so I just can't, it's, but it, it, it works so, so freaking well. I'm very, very interested in how they approach Mr. Two Bond Clay. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Yeah. Uh, Eva Ivankov, who 100% is drawn to look like Frankenfurter. Mm-hmm. And the Kamabaka Kingdom which is essentially a kingdom <laughs> where everybody can be it, it's a it's a kingdom where you essentially it's the LBGT it's the alphabet mafia kingdom um which is not recognized by the world government um Oda puts a lot of very direct um uh what's going on in the world and everything he called a couple of things that I uh so I'm 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 very interested to see how he approaches the the LGBT characters because he has they've been quite it's been questionable <laughs> the choices. Um, however, he has made them some of the strongest. Well, like I like them as like characters. Like Luffy and Bon Clay's relationship is probably the most pure thing on the planet, and like Bon Clay constantly looking at Luffy and being like, "Don't you know that queers don't die?" <laughs> and then running off into the sunset. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's so many things I'm beyond excited for, and I can't wait to see what they do. So that being said, um, what's something What's something you're looking forward to seeing uh, in the next season coming up? Um, I'm interested to see how they deal with Chopper, because... Being a member of the crew, somebody who is an uh, animal, which will have to be CGI'd, most likely, the entire time. Hopefully they don't uh, kind of 
give him the short shift and be only in like two minutes of each episode. Um, or I was w- watching one reactor talk about, well, because Chopper is a deer that ate the human human fruit, maybe they'll most of the time actually have him be in true human form, except when he uh, takes one of his rumble balls to transform during a fight or something. Oh, that's a good um, point. Yeah. I wonder if they'd have a kid play him. Cause that's possible. Cause Otis said just, he, it'd just be basically like a sweet tooth. Just a kid with antlers. Yeah. Uh, that would actually probably be a good pick for the, um, for the actor too. Um, yeah, I was, yeah, I was thinking about that. Cause I'm, I'm wondering, uh, cause well, the, here's the thing is Oda doesn't never liked the idea of chopper. It's one of the reasons why he made his hybrid forms kind of creepy looking. His hybrid forms are kind of weird. They're they're all really weird. They're not cute. Like Monster Point, when it was first introduced, is absolutely terrifying. Mm-hmm. And Oda did that on purpose because he's like, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want a, a, a mascot character. I don't, I don't want it. I hate him. I hate, he's like, I can't stand them. So I'm wondering if this will be an opportunity for him to take that and like make Chopper either older. And he just has, he's just the dude with antlers and like a, a blue nose. Um, Chopper's also supposed to be Canadian. Um, but yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. Anything else? Um, I'm not sure if, because with eight episodes, I either hope they wait and do alabaster for season three and just make it all of season three or it has at least four episodes in season two and they uh, kind of rearrange some storylines to um, happen maybe after alabaster instead of before um, because that's kind of just a huge piece of story it's 60 some chapters in the manga well yeah and the one here's the thing is they i know they had the first season adapted the first 100 chapters exactly Mm -hmm. so they they adapted the first 100 chapters because and they didn't do log town so i'm wondering if they're gonna have log town be a combination of um because there was that one town that had all the bounty hunters in it so I'm wondering if they're going to have Logtown be the first town they they land in once they reach the Grand Line because they didn't do they didn't go they, one of the big ending stories of uh, the East Blue was Logtown. Um, well, yeah, because there's Logtown, there's Reverse Mountain, there's Drum Island, there's, uh, yeah, there's oh Little yeah, there's Garden. Drum- there, uh, there's little garden, and then there's that. Um, there's the there's the thing after they come. Yeah, Reverse Mountain has the whale, the whole yeah. thing with the whale. So yeah, you're right. Yeah, there's there's at least four or five big islands before. Like there's three or three or four big islands before Alabaster. So I could see, I guess the meeting. Um, what is her name? Vivi's code name. What is she? Mrs. Wednesday. Ms. Wednesday. She's Miss Wednesday, and uh, Vivi. 
Uh, Vivi Cobra is her is her name. Yeah, her full name. I could see them where they meet and then find out that she's Vivi, kind of being the end of it and asking to go to Alabasta, uh, oh, kind of the... being the end of season two. Oh yeah, I could see that. Um, I'm excited. Well, I have enjoyed seeing uh, Kobe and Helmeppo's kind of parallel journey to Luffy, but at some point they're going to have to put the kibosh on that just because it won't necessarily fit into the rest of the story. Because if Garp's kind of letting Luffy go and explore for now, it'll just be a lot of training montage. It won't, it won't have anything to connect uh, to Luffy's story at all. Um, and kind of, I love Garp. I love the actor who plays Garp. It's fantastic, but I think he was done a little dirty by trying to force him as the main antagonist. Yeah, that overall. was that was because, a little yeah, because Garp is such a powerful marine. There is no way that uh, manga or anime Garp would not have completely <laughs> apprehended them, and it it just would have been over. It just yeah, uh, yeah. So okay, yeah. No, I agree with you there. I I. Although uh, this, that scene where he throws his jacket, where Luffy screams at him and he throws his jacket off and just picks up a cannonball barehanded. Yes. And he was like, <laughs> and that was a nice moment for Luffy to find out he can actually, like he didn't know he could, he could uh, do the, the, the gum gum balloon. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for those things. I'm more excited. Uh, so as we may know, or you may not know, um, Jamie Lee Curtis is a humongous One Piece fan. She is an absolute, like, she, she um, uh, her kid got her a Tony Tony, she, get, she uh, the, her kid got her a bunch of Tony Tony Chopper um, stuff, because that is her favorite character. And they were like, who would you want to play? And somebody was like, don't you want to play Robin? And she's like, no. She's like, I'm a little too old for that. She's like, I would love to play. Everybody wants her to play uh, Chopper's mother, essentially, uh, Doctor yeah, Pareja, but, the witch yeah. doctor, <laughs> the crazy, <laughs> the 102 year old doctor. I think it would be perfect. Um. So I, yeah, I'm, I'm actually very excited to see what they do with Chopper. I want Usopp to have a little bit more moments. Um. But I can feel like they're kind of building more. Because Usopp is probably is and now was always one of my favorite characters. Um, I'm wondering if there one of there was a One Piece movie they did where Chopper was actually uh, they changed up the storyline to make it kind of like what if they got Chopper at, at Chopper after they got Frankie. So I'm like wondering mm-hmm. if there's a chance. I don't think they will get Frankie first because they have to make me cry over the ship, like getting damaged. Yeah. 
<laughs> they have to they have to make me cry over a ship. I mean, that's that's one of the things. But um, I'm excited to see who they cast as Robin. I'm excited to see if they're going to cast somebody as uh, Monkey D. Dragon. Because Dragon they already was, cast Dragon. Did they already cast Dragon? Yeah, I, uh, I don't know his name. I just know that he was cast. Um, <laughs> there was I, there was a woman there that looked suspicious, suspiciously like Crocodile um, at, at that opening scene uh, with uh, Gold, uh, Gold Dude Rogers' execution. Yeah. Uh, um, so... I'm I'm very excited to see the, the I'm very excited to see the casting. I think you're right. I th- I I hope they honestly I hope they ended Kobe's story at the end of this one and we get more time um to um we get more time to uh to 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 flesh out Alabaster and Baroque Works because they did add that Baroque Works scene where they tried to recruit Zorro and then Zorro straight up killed the Baroque works agent. Um, and Garp had mentioned that the military is trying to look into Baroque works. So, yeah. Yeah. So I, I feel like I feel like I'd be happy if Kobe showed up at the end of, of the alabaster arc, like when the military shows up on the Island, but they did introduce smoker at the end. So I think we're going to be dealing with smoker as far as the military antagonist. Um, and that's but, fine. Though. I think that yeah, works. That's, that's where the story is, which um, would be great. Cause we would get to who looks just like Zoro's friend who died. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm very excited. For smoker. Holy crap. That, <laughs> that guy looks evil. And that's just his face. Is Aaron Savelli? Aaron Savelli. Um, Dean Demose, who's appearing. To, oh, oh, that was the show. He so Dean Demose is believe is casted as Monkey D Dragon. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Well, clearly, clearly, Garp was down with the mix. He's down with the swirl. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm well, they, there, there's been conjecture that Dragon was the one who married into the family and took his wife's name. Yeah. So, which is which is another common thing that pops up. A lot of a lot of the kids take the mother's names instead of the father's name. So it'll it'll be interesting because I want to see. I what I want is I next season I would love to see a list of things that Oda like. Because the director, it was the director that wanted to kind of push forward the Garp storyline, based off the cover, the cover stories. So I honestly, if you want to see what they may add in, you just go back to that. If you go back to the manga and look at the cover stories, all the Alabaster cover stories, you might actually get a chunk of um of what they may add in. Because, uh, like I said, some of the cover stories are after the previous um arc. And summer, summer take place parallel. So yeah, I'm, I'm, ex- I'm, I'm excited. Whatever they're planning on doing, I'm very excited to see them do. And I'm also excited to see. I want to see Ace because uh, mm-hmm. Ace does pop up in Alabaster. So if they actually, if they want to have Ace pop up sooner, that would be cool. Um, It'll just be interesting because of well, how long both the manga and the anime are there's characters who pop up in the first 
quarter of the series that then don't reappear until hundreds and hundreds of chapters later. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be interesting to have these actors cast and do a scene and then, okay, we'll call you back in a couple years. <laughs> um, yeah. And that's, and that's something you got to consider. You have to consider that there's, there's contract obligations and all this other stuff. Um, ideally, I mean, Netflix doesn't have a good record of holding on to a lot of series more than two or three seasons. So I'm like, if you're gonna, if you're gonna just end it, I'm like, I just want Brooke. I need Thriller Bark. I think I feel like I just need Thriller Bark and I need Brooke because that is one character I would pay massive amounts of money to see how they would do that. <laughs> I. I kind of feel knowing Netflix and its history, I could see them ending after Alabasta. Um, I could see them ending after Alabaster and then only doing the only doing the live action stuff as either movies or specials. Like I yeah. could see them doing that, and then each arc they could literally just do like a, like a movie or like a or like a two or three episode special. Because I will say the arcs get a bit more compressed. And a bit more direct post time skip. To- post time skip, a lot of the arcs take place in th- in one location. Like the Thriller Bark takes place on Thriller Bark. Water, I think. Wa- honestly, I, I was going to say Sky- Skypia has two islands, <clears throat> and then um, yeah. So once once you get past Alabaster, you can actually do shorter episodes or not shorter episodes you can do shorter seasons um and you don't have to have as many locations and set pieces um but then again we could be if depending on what happens with the strike and everything um we could see it's i'm i'm but uh but it, like i would i definitely would love to them to get if they could make it to to before the time skip that would be great. Um, Cause I think there's technically in the manga, there's yeah, there's only three arcs, three or four arcs after Alabaster before the time skip. So, well, you have water seven in his lobby. Mm-hmm. You have Skypea thriller bar. You have all the stuff before Skypea with uh, what is it? The Foxy pirates. Uh, I could see them cutting that. I could see yeah. them cutting the Foxy pirates. <laughs> One hundred percent. I Long Island. I can see them cutting Long Island completely. I mean, they did show Foxy. Foxy yeah. and Bellamy were there on the on the on the wanted posters. So they could have they could have you could have Foxy for like an episode or half an episode. The day the Davy games. You can totally just do it to introduce the Davy games and know that they're a thing. Um. You could even have introduced the Foxy Pirates on Water Seven, but yeah, you're so yeah. There's about five arcs total. Because then you have also uh, Sabadi, yeah, um, and you gotta have that. And then you have uh, the time skip after that. I don't know if you would call it an arc of him on the oh, Snake City Island. Shit, I forgot um, about that. I forgot then, about Impel Down. Then you have to go all through Impel Down and the War of the Best after that. Yeah. Then you get the time skip. Shit. I didn't mm-hmm. think about that. So I could see that I could see them cutting if they if they wanted to speed it up and they could cut it without really messing with the story, I could potentially see them 
cutting Long Island. I could see them cutting. You got to have Water Seven and Ennis Lobby. Like those two are yeah. way too important. Um, I could see them cutting probably Skypia. And just yeah, keep- if, you, if you're not going for the the long haul of adapting to current, you don't necessarily need Skypia. Yeah. Because the, um, the, the only important thing about Skypia is that Robin found a pony glyph. One of and, the road pony glyphs. Um, no, she, and, just, she found a weapon one up there. And, yeah. But yeah, she, but she found thing. gold Roger could write in the, the pony glyph. She, he wrote a message in the pony glyph language. Mm-hmm. So you could you could literally and then they they've already mentioned uh, Mount Blanc and um, the uh, Nolan the liar they mentioned the Nolan the liar story in the first season so they may actually introduce the, and that's where they met Blackbeard for the first time so they could actually have Bellamy and Blackbeard on a random island and not even have Skype at all so lots to think about because there's so much y'all <laughs> if you're listening if you get if you got to the end of this episode y'all seriously <laughs> like we appreciate you so much and if you love us please go to our uh webpage we we are on facebook we're on instagram flameonshow.com um feel free to shoot us a message on your favorite one piece arcs feel free to uh feel free to pressure um, some of our B team, who only one of them watched it, uh, and then he was like, "I work all day today," and I'm like, I'm, "I'm like, I better not see you online." I'm talking to you, Reese. Um, <laughs> I'm like, but one one other member of my B team was like, "We want me and my me and my boyfriend watched one episode," and I was like, "Did you finish the episode?" No, and I'm like, "Uh huh. All right, stop playing house and watch the episode." Um, so, but yes, if you would like, if you would like us all to watch uh, One Piece, feel free to go onto our Facebook page, our um, X page. It just sounds dirty. I just, I'm gonna keep our twi- saying our Twitter, our Twitter, Form- form- our Twitter. Because <laughs> we don't have an official Flame on X hamster page. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Pat and Brian would let me make that. And if they did, it would be uns- it was unsanctioned. Um, I'm still working for that flame on after dark title. Uh, but no, if you like what if you like this episode, you like what you hear, please give us a follow, a review. It really, really does help. And we are working on possibly restarting our Patreon or doing uh, completely revising our Patreon. So please let us know something you would like. A little tidbit, a little extra. If you want us to tie down Eric while we get on his laptop to set up his uh, Twitch stuff and hold a gun to his head while he actually uh, plays like Tetris on Twitch just to get him to uh, Twitch. And if you would like to pay for me to actually take some sort of tech class to be able to put together my Twitch page like a big boy, um, feel free to message us and let us know if that's something you would like to see. <laughs> so um, with that, um, Eric, are you have any any last One Piece thoughts? Uh, no. All right. Well, <laughs> well, from from our our place of residence to y'all's place of residence or wherever you listen to us, we love you so much. And I'm going to be king of the podcasts. Ah, uh, bye. Bye. <laughs> 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.